You're listening to Beyond the Bike with Big Lou. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sysmontane Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from 3 to 9. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon, Santa Ana. Cheers. Beyond the Bike Radio, we're in the Hits 101 Radio Studio, and tonight, we welcome back J-Stay. What's up, man? <laughs> Kicking it back, OG. OG, you know me, P-I-M-P. <laughs> nah, dude. Aren't you married? <laughs> I would have been it as a rapper, huh? <laughs> Starving artist. <laughs> well, tonight, we have, we have some good stuff tonight, man. Got a lot of information uh, in the world of enduro racing, and... Uh, it's wet out there, so don't ride the trails. Wait, you know, this is a little bit of news, but what do you think, Jordan? A couple of days, three days, four days, what do you think? Yeah, don't be that guy. Uh, check check your <laughs> check the OC Parks uh, website be before you go to OC Parks. Um, but if anything, just go go to some place with DG and good dirt. Well, I mean, down here in SoCal, you're probably looking at San Juan. San Juan or like uh, up at uh, the San Gabriel's, like I was saying. Oh, um, before yeah, um, San Gabriel. So I mean, that's kind of where you've been riding, Jordan. Let's get into that a little bit before we get to a bit of news, man. Uh, since we haven't been on the podcast in a while, so two weekends ago we went down to San Diego for, uh, to ride Noble, mm-hmm. Noble Canyon, I think is what it's considered, and uh, did a loop there. That was pretty fun. Um, typical San Diego kind of riding where it's just rocky towards the bottom, and then when you get higher up, it's it's kind of a trip, man. Like I don't, I didn't realize the elevation that we get up there, but. Uh, I think we start around 3,000, like low 3,000 range, and uh, it's it's a drive to get down there, but we get to the top of like where Mount Laguna is at, and I think at one point we got up to like 5,300 feet or something like that, 5,200 feet. That's that's up there, dude. It's pretty high, yeah, yeah. and like in when we're up there, there was another like 10-mile loop that we do um, that goes around like the, the lake up there, or what is a lake bed. And, Although uh, it's pretty dry. Yeah, there's like a marshy spot in the, in the middle, but... Um, it's it's weird because when you start at the bottom, it's like your orange dirt, typical like sharp rock, 
you know, just fun stuff, like stuff that we would normally see and just like the low uh, shrubbery, mm-hmm. kind of like the spiky uh, stuff and cactus. Then when you get up to the top of Mount Laguna, it's like that same white powdery dust that you get up in, in Big Bear. Colombian Bam Bam? No. Okay. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, the white powdery substance, man. Walked right into that. But no, it's like that It's like that higher mountain kind of like uh, whatever that white kind of powdery, dusty trail, like loose trail. Like what, silt? Kind of like that, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and then pine trees. So it's kind of strange. And then you make your way back down, and then there's this part that's called the stairway to hell, and it's like these big, sharp rocks and like orange dirt. Wow. It's a trip, like all in one ride. That's that's exactly what you're gonna you're gonna see when you come down down to Ensenada when you get your passport. Yeah, but what, what, what? I'm serious, dude. You get to the very top. There's pine trees, and what? it's like rock, loose stuff, steep. What's elevation like? Do you know? Like at, ba- base and base and height. Like what's uh, the base? At, at the at the very top of the mountain, you're looking at twenty. 2,800, 2,500, something like that. Oh, bro, that's not, that's not alpine tree. High, Dude, they're, no. these are, they're pine trees. They're Baja pine trees. They, they almost look like, like the, you know, like the ones you buy at Home Depot, they're like little cedars or whatever. They're like, like what you used to like, maybe like privacy. Yeah. You know, something like that. But they call them pine trees. Hmm. So you've been riding there, what, back-to-back weekends or something with Dan? Um, We did that ride two weekends ago, and I think, uh, Two weeks before that, we were there again, just the two of us. And then that last time we went, That's we went romantic. With, yeah, it was pretty nice. <laughs> it's a long, long day on the bike. Two so, hour, two hour drive just to get there. And then uh, when you're, we were riding there, it was like six hours on the bike, six and a half hours on the bike, which is longer than you need to ride that. But like we were with some guys this last time that um, it was a big ride for them. So just kind of cruise it. Dan's a cool guy to ride with too. So oh, dude, I've been having so much fun with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been cool, and like obviously, like he's been allowing me to ride his bike too. Uh, his fifty ten, when he's riding his Nomad, and uh, we're having some good times, dude. It's cool. Awesome. He's definitely uh, for for what he did. like. He he rides like an animal, dude. Like he he, he mm-hmm. can ride. It's kind of funny. Yeah, he he kind of uh, took a little break. I think he got injured or got something. Injured. Yeah, yeah, I think he got injured in the beginning of the year. Um, he broke his uh, broke a finger, or broke his hand. And then he was off for a little bit, but yeah. And then uh, was it two years ago or three years ago? He had like a knee issue. Mm-hmm. He was off for a while doing that, but he got back into it. He's yeah. He likes the long days. Yeah, it's he does. Pretty fun. He does. And then he took uh, then like probably a month ago or so, we went to um, El Prieto up in the San Gabes, mm-hmm. and that's a pretty short loop. So we ended up doing like like, like three loops that one day. That was a pretty cool day. Um, and then this last weekend we went to same thing, basically start from JPL. And then we went to uh, Inspiration Point, which is basically like a high 3,000-foot climb just straight up and then like basically all the way back down. There's a couple climbs that make it about a 4,000-foot day, 20, yeah. 21 miles. I, I've done a ride with them up there, but it wasn't – I don't think it was all the way to the top. I think it was like a loop. That's El Prieto probably. It was like we were a short loop. Fairly, Yeah, fairly short. Probably uh, I want to say 1,500 feet of climbing maybe. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's El Prieto. Yeah, it was that, fun. That's a fun loop. Yeah, so this one that we do, um, we start in the same spot, but we go up to uh, we we basically pass that point where El Pareto's at. We don't we don't go in the same direction. We like we'll we end up uh, tying back to it. We'll we'll get to the point like the top of El Pareto and drop it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, inspiration point, and then you drop down this uh, Merrill Trail. I think is what it's called. And then there's like a bunch of other ones. There's Sunset Trail is another one that's fun. I don't know if I want to go back, dude. It was a little too exposed for me. Yeah, there's some exposure there. I had no idea, and if I would have had an idea, I probably would have not gone. <laughs> right. Like I, I think I'm okay. Like I know I'm afraid of heights, but like that place, 
that was a uh, that was rough. That was taxing. I was more I was more mentally tired at the end of the day than I was physically. That's kind of how I feel a little bit when when I do like the luge, because I'm like, dude, if you go off trail and I've seen like footage just recently, like somebody went off trail and they had to get like medevaced out of there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, like if you're riding by yourself, yeah, like. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, it's gonna suck. The luge is funny, man. I don't get the same. I don't get the same anxiety out in, on the luge. I mean, really? granted, okay. there's more bushes to kind of catch you, I guess. But I mean, there is that one spot where it opens up, and then you're you're kind of exposed, and it's rocky. It's kind of like the more techie part of the luge. But because it's only three minutes or so, like or whatever it is, four minutes to get down, it's like okay, it's over with. I've never thought about it. This place, man, there's spots where. One, it's a new trail, so that's weird. But you're out there, and it is just—I mean, I don't know, f- like footage. It's like there's spots where you really can't fall. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even like a medevac out. It's like you—you you can't fall. <laughs> you just can't do it. It's—it's it's single track. You got you know bushes hanging over on the, on your mountainside that can possibly catch your handlebar. There's spots where it's like literally just a sheer rock wall next to you, and then you have the sheer cliff on the other side, and you have literally zero room for air. And I, I I got to that point where I kept thinking that, like that kind of stuff, and there were sections I was walking for sure, and like the switchbacks up there are really steep, or really uh, not steep, they're really tight. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, it, there's just sections. I, I I was just like, this is I'm literally I'm playing with death. Like it's it's weird. Like it, mentally, it was really weird. I mean, it, the trail is a pretty simple trail if it didn't have the exposure. Like it wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be walking anything by any means. But it's also not easy mm-hmm. in some sections. Right, and the the consequence of just a simple slip up, or not getting unclipped, or just a simple tip over is literally your death. Like, yeah, there is no, there's no <laughs> option. That, so that this for, is not fun anymore. <laughs> for for me, that wasn't. Yeah, I was. I mean, there's guys that can they completely, you know, just kind of shut that off. I can't. I can't shut it off. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Wow. So I don't know. It was fun to go out there, but I mean, it like after watching like GoPro videos of that. um, after that ride, I was like, if I would have watched this video, it's just like anything else I'll watch with my dad, where it'd be like, all right, definitely not riding there. That looks really crazy. <laughs> and sure it's, enough, I show know, up. Check that off the list. <laughs> Don't come back. The craziest thing is that, that the downhill and the uphill, too, is um, it's all train track, like old uh, uh, tracks for the mines that were up there, like I guess in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Was it gold or silver or was it? I don't know. Okay. I actually don't know. Uh, but you can see the railroad ties that are left over, and there's spots where they had bridges that um, would gap like these little canyons. And again, you don't want to fall at those spots too. But the bridges are gone. They have like wires that kind of ca- like they uh, it cuts it off so you don't go that way. But uh, I don't know how these people made this trail, man. Like you're talking sheer cliff with a with a train. The true pioneers, man. Well, and what's what's funny too is um, you get up to the top of the climb, essentially the top of the climb, like maybe half a mile before you get to inspiration point. And there's a a spot that used to be a Kind of like a, a getaway for like the elites back in the early 1900s. This is what Dan was saying. And you get up there, and it's like a. Um, it used to be like a like a two story building or three story building up there that was just like a, a, I guess you would call it like a resort campground type thing. Okay. And you can go up there, and it, like it shows you pictures. Like you could be standing somewhere, and they have like a little plaque, and it shows you a picture of the inside of the, of the place that they, they actually have a picture of. And you can look across and see like the concrete that's still left over. And there's like a fireplace that's still there, and you can see the picture like from that point of view, and say, "Hey, look to your left," and there's where the fireplace was at. That's where the front door was at. It was kind of a trip, middle of nowhere, but that was like the the rich people's getaway. And then that's kind of eerie, dude. It's a tri- yeah, it's 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 weird. It's, it's kind of like uh, The Shining. 
A little yeah. bit, but I, you've I'm seen sure. it, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I know I, I throw a lot of movie references in yeah, this that, one. That, sure that, that one I'm a little more familiar with. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but it was just definitely one of those spots, you know, Here's where people are getting crazy. Johnny, <laughs> <laughs> it's quiet up there. I mean, it's your, it, especially back then. I'm sure it was that was super secluded. It's a trip, dude. Like what people can are capable of. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know what? Let's let's build something up there. Let's start. Digging a hole in this mountain here or whatever, you know, side of the mountain or something, you know. Even even just that that track to get up to the top, like that climb that we did. There's there's spots there where they had to blow like a good amount of the mountain out just to get that thing to go through. Yeah, it's a trip. And just to to have the technology to do it now, it'd be a big job. But back then, where it's like you don't have the crazy technology, like you just have TNT and you know some primitive tractors. I would assume. I, I don't know what else you use. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, there's the, a, a different breed of of person back then. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, you got you definitely still got to watch that movie. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, there will be blood. Daniel Day Lewis. I've never watched that one. My uh, my dad watched that. He said it was pretty good. Yeah, that's kind of what what we're talking about here. That that kind of movie, like, kind of pioneers into you know, kind of going into the unknown. Like yeah. that's kind of what it is like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. What's but yeah, good writing. Yeah. Nice. Anyways. Nice. Well, I'm, yep. I got my bike sold. You know, I got my high tower sold. So. Yeah. Getting into the world of gravel bikes, got a uh, Norco um, on the way, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Is that considered a gravel bike? Yeah. Like it's, a gravel grinder, not a cyclocross bike? It's a gravel bike. Okay. It's got, uh, I think, it's, um, like 40C tires on it. I was just going to ask you that. It's a 40C. It's mm-hmm. about, it's, yeah, it's good. It's, it's pretty thick. Yeah. It's a 2 by 2 by 11 you know, Tegra, and a carbon. So 2 by 11 yeah. Yeah. What kind of gearing on the back? Um, I think uh, the tallest or lowest gearing is like a thirty-six. Does it go to thirty-six? Yeah, eleven thirty-six. Hmm. And then up front it's like uh, 40, 42 to thirty-eight or something like that. No, it would be that close. No. I, I'd be curious. It wouldn't be a forty-two thirty-eight. It would be like a forty-two to. I don't even want to. I don't want to guess, but it would probably be closer to like thirty, like a like a forty-two thirty or forty-two thirty-two. I'm not. I'm not actually not too familiar with those crankset things. I'm more of a mountain bike guy. And two by who the who even knows? Like <laughs> we don't use those anymore. Uh, but well. uh, that might be tough, man. Depending on how low your uh, your low gear is, it depends on where you're riding. That might be a tough ride. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a thirty-six tooth on the back is is uh, ten speed basically. You're doing those eleven thirty six cassettes. That that's not a low gear, especially if if you're just trying to if you're if you're going to be on mountains. Depends on what kind of uh, loop you're trying to figure out. I'm trying to find the uh, the stats. So the uh, so it's yeah. I'm sorry, it's eleven thirty four cassette. Okay. Eleven thirty four, and up front it's a forty eight thirty two. Forty eight. Oh, forty eight. Wow. Forty eight thirty two. Thirty two thirty four is a pretty stiff gear, man. That's a pretty stiff gear. I can always change out the. <laughs> I can always. I can always put a, a SRAM mini cluster in the back, you know. <clears throat> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I was. I was I'm right. Ca- I mean, well, hold on, I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, yeah, go ahead. if it's a, it's an eleven speed, I'll you know, so it's it's got the throw of an eleven speed right on the front, yeah. the shifter. So could I just put a, you know, mini cluster cassette with a SRAM, you know, medium or long cage. The derailleur with the clutch. You're, right? deal- you're dealing with different pull ratios. Yeah. Yeah. You can't Frankenstein that kind of stuff. No. 
I'm going to talk to Chivo about this. Chivo's good at mixing mods. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Especially mixing, like, Shimano with SRAM, it's always been a big no-no, even with the uh, mountain stuff. But I, I don't even think you can run, like, a Shimano mountain derailleur with uh, those shifters. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. So, it's going to hurt? Gonna, Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Is that <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't even know if you can run, like, a, a big... Say you have an 11-speed. I, I don't. You can't run, like, a... XT, say 1142 cassette or something. I don't know if you'd be able to run that. I don't know if that, that old Tegra cage, I don't know if that can handle a 42. I doubt no. it. I, I, I think I could probably put like an 1136 or something or whatever, maybe a little like bit two lower teeth, gear. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Whatever, I guess, whatever you can get. It, well, and you can get it, you could probably get smaller uh, rings up front because you're not, you're not going to need a 48 on the front, dude. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's like downhill pedaling gear. Yeah. Well, I mainly want to use it just uh, to be able to, to do some road miles and it's probably going to be a lot more comfortable than an actual road bike head angles are maybe a little slacker um it should be more comfortable just because it's a bigger volume tire so i can actually put some 29er wheels on it with some you know because i do have some carbon wheels mm. just you know maybe relay some to, to the proper hubs that these require yeah it, i mean if you're gonna run those kind of like the bigger tires i mean if you're planning on running running on dirt at all keep them but if you're just going to do strictly road i would look at just getting like a high volume road tire mm, okay maybe if you want to like have a little more cushion but i mean at that point if you're getting a, a gravel grinder type bike i mean maybe try to figure out some dirt trails that you can ride i could do an urban loop with that thing yeah, you could probably stay on the low stuff huh yeah you're gonna beat the shit but well you know they they, uh, they uh they do they do have a, a gravel fork 40 millimeter 40 millimeter fork that fox one yeah and uh um was it uh MRP also makes one. Do they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. If so. you want to get crazy, that's if you if you get really into it. This, yeah. This, unless this is just going to be like your side bike, but yeah, that would be... Well, that's going to be my primary bike for now. For now, yeah. You know, and then I, I do want to get a... Uh, I'm going to drink that Kool-Aid, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which one? Which which one of their bikes do you want? <laughs> the uh, Probably the Stump Jumper ST. That's exactly what I was looking at today. Yeah? I was looking at that one for like, it's a like cr- 130 mil, so it's like maybe like a 120 rear, okay, 134. So it's like uh, I would say probably compared to like the Norco, uh, not Norco, but a Pivot like Trail, Trail 429. Yeah, Trail 429 or the High Tower. Yeah, High Tower's a little. Um, yeah, High Tower's a 130. Giant Trance, the, the the new Trans 29. The new Trans 29, dude. I would love that bike. That, mm-hmm. that seems like a cool bike. So I was just listening to Tony with his. He, he got one. He got one of like the. Uh, I don't know if he got the advanced one. Or I think he got back the. the I, think, I think he got the baller one. Yeah. With DBO suspension. DBO suspension. Mm-hmm. He's got his bike under 27 with pedals. It's a light bike. And 2.3 uh, XO tires, mm-hmm. like uh, high roller tires. Yeah. Pretty awesome. I mean, that, that's a really good bike. So like that one. Compared to the ST, when I was looking up the weights of the the ST Comp Carbon, um, you're getting like close to twenty. I think it was twenty nine point one without pedals. Okay. With the ST Carbon, which is basically you know like a decent build and like a high end enduro bike at the mm-hmm. same kind of weight. I was hoping it's gonna be lighter than that for a one twenty travel. I'd want something a little bit lighter if I'm gonna make it like a all day pedal kind of bike. Is it, that, is it, is it the drivetrain? Like it's got this, what is it, GX or NX suspension? So the, to drive the, the, the comp carbon is NX. Okay. A- NX crank, NX, like doesn't, doesn't even give you a nice crank. NX crank, NX chain, cassette, derailleur. What's the MSRP uh, on that? Like five grand, right? That one was 42. 4200 or something. Okay, so you, you um, know. You can definitely lighten it up, but uh, I mean, I don't know what, I mean, then the rims that it comes with are like, I don't know what level Roval, but they're like 30 mil internal rims. Carbon, right? So uh, no. 
not a forty-two. I, I thought they, uh, I thought they, they had a um, not the comp carbon. Um, the expert that's like fifty-five or whatever, fifty-one. Okay, probably probably fifty-five. That one gets carbon wheels. Okay, the revolve ones, yeah. That's a good build. Traverse, right? Revolve traverse wheels. Yeah, something like okay. that. But you're looking at a pretty. I mean, that's a hefty jump. I mean, you're over a thousand dollar jump in price. But uh, I like the idea of the short travel. I just because it's the same exact frame across the board. I think I was just uh, saw a thing where like they use the same front triangle in like 31 models. Oh wow. Um so it's pretty damn smart, dude. Yeah, it is. It really right? is. But at the same time, you have your short travel bike is literally going to weigh the same as your long travel bike mm-hmm. because you're basically running the same fork. Um essentially, I mean, I guess if you get like uh, I shouldn't say that. The Stump Jumper 29, the regular Stump Jumper comes with a 36, the uh, 160 uh 36 versus this one getting a 34. But everything else essentially is the same thing. You're not you're not losing weight. You're basically running the same wheel set. Mhm. Same drivetrain, your dropper post, shock is going to be about, probably about the same thing. Your only weight difference is going to be your fork. Interesting. It is kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Like it's versus like the camber, how that one was kind of more primarily built for that kind of riding. Yep. Now they're trying to use that that frame for everything else. Not to say that it's a heavy frame, though, because the carbon frame this year, I mean, it's just like the same carbon they were using on S-Works bikes a couple of years ago. Right. So... I mean, we're going to have these kind of bikes available for, for Illusion Brews 420 yeah. at Cook's Corner. That's going to be fun, dude. Different different time change. We're, now we're going to start at 8.30, uh, 8.30 to 3 o'clock. Um, <clears throat> we're, uh, 8.30 to 10 for the VIP who sign up early, and yeah, then 10 pre, o'clock pre, for, yeah, the, uh, for right. the regular walk-in. Pre-reg is $15. Uh, you guys can go on our Instagram page, uh, Illusion Brews, and then uh, the link's right there. So it's 15 bucks pre-reg. Luge N Brews, right? Yeah. Like N? Yeah. Yeah. L U G E N B R E W S. Correct. Sorry. Yeah, because people are going to be looking up luge and bruise. No, it's N. Luge N. Yeah, luge and bruise. Yeah. So. Um, Shameless plug. Yeah. Well, I mean. Shameless, but we're the ones running it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, dude, that's gonna be cool. Um, I'm I'm excited for it, man. Especially, uh, you know, in in the meantime, I'm sure there's gonna be new bikes uh, coming out. You know, probably in the new. New year, so yeah. I mean, we we we, cool stuff. we doubled our square footage, so we're gonna have more more vendors, more bikes available. Um, so fifteen dollars gets you priority demos from eight thirty to uh, ten o'clock, mm-hmm. and an event T shirt. Yeah, it's gonna be a sweet deal. So and they're gonna be green because we're celebrating four twenty, <laughs> and because <laughs> like we are forest green. Yeah, yeah, forest green. Yeah, and plus we uh we're more of a green type of events company because we we do our all our stuff digitally, so we don't we don't do any flyers so. You won't find any flyers at a bike shop. It's all, you know, spreading the gospel via social media. Yeah, call it green. That's a that's a good uh, <laughs> good scapegoat. <laughs> As you ride your carbon, I'm not even gonna bring it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> talk about that. No, but um, I mean, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have um, I uh, already have a lot of companies that um, that are new to the to the to the spring event. So we should be seeing those specialized bikes. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna not gonna announce anything yet, but. Um, we're gonna have some specialized bikes by the sounds of it, so that would be a cool bike to try out for sure. Heck yeah, get there early, pre-reg. Definitely. So, dude, 2019 EWS schedules out. First race, March 24th. Okay. Which is we're at. Uh, Rotorua. Nice. New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. Yeah, sponsored by Giant. Hmm. So they're they're putting big money big money at it, and yeah. uh, so we're gonna you know. That's pretty cool. March, you know, March twenty fourth, and then, then, doesn't give you that much time. March thirty first. Next e- week. 
Yeah, EWS Shimano uh, in Tasmania. That's a, that's tight, dude. Like how you know it's like if you hurt yourself or bruise something, like that doesn't give you that much time to recover. Yeah, you know, or or jet lag, dude. What about jet lag? Well, Tasmania is uh, is that is that the is that a country Tasmania, or is that Australia? That's Australia. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. That's not. I mean, that's. I mean, the time change difference between those two is probably. I don't know what the time would be. Maybe about the same. Maybe a couple hours off from each other. I don't know, but you know, in general, like an right. Ameri- an American going to Australia, like if you're on a factory team, you're going to be there a couple weeks before, and right. you're going to basically stay there, obviously, and, and you're just going to. You know, plan on a month or so. Of, what about the privateers, though? That's tough, dude, for a privateer. That's, that's got a the daily, the you know, forty-hour work week, whatever. I mean, how are you, you going to take that much time off of work? It's called the World Series, man. Yeah, that's true. Got to go around. I mean, if if you want to get to that point, I mean, that's you have that has to be your life. Yeah, but at, at least for California Enduro, I think they they spread them out a little bit more. All right. Anyway, so check this out. So <laughs> we go from March twenty-fourth to March thirty-first, and then May eleventh. Uh, we're in uh, Madrid. Wait, uh, Portugal. Sorry. Um, and then we go to June 29th. We're in Italy. And then July 6th, France. And then August 11th, uh, Whistler. And then the last round, or the, I'm sorry, no, the uh, the 24th of August, uh, North Star, which is going to oh, be the yeah. that's going to be the the only uh, U.S. stop, which is cool. It's the first time in California. So they got to yeah. they got to kill it, man. I, I hope they have a good day set up. I've heard good things so far, is what people are saying. Their, yeah. their stages are looking pretty good, but they gotta they gotta show it's a, up. It's a big mountain, dude. Is it? Yeah, you never been to uh, North Star? Nope, never made it. Okay. Next yeah, I mean, obviously, I know it's big, year. but next year. Next year we have to go. We have to go spread the gospel of uh, our events. <laughs> That's a good excuse to go, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm down. I don't know what the riding situation would be like if the mountain would be open or not, but. Um, that, may, that might be kind of we'll, we'll tricky. Get into it. We'll get into it here. And then uh, September twenty first, uh, they're in uh, finale. Uh, no, that's that's the last round. How many races? Switch, do they have? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, so September twenty first, they're in Switzerland, and then uh, and then uh, September twenty eighth is the Trophy of Nations, and that's in Italy. How many races is that? Nine. Ten. Nine. Jesus. Nine rounds. That's a lot of racing. That's dude. a lot of racing. Just doing that, man. Like just, just like one series, nine races. Mm-hmm. Damn. All right. Um, you know, and you heard that the uh, that the EWS is merged with the UCI. Yeah. What are your thoughts before we get really into this, man? Um, like like <laughs> most people. I mean, I I don't I don't know. There, there's a hate for UCI, and there there's a justified dislike for them, um, especially regarding like the. The whole thing with the downhill circuit, like you know, like the whole uh, the uh, what do they call it seating order. Right. They changed that back to how it used to be. Now okay. um, they just released that. How they were tr- trying to do that funky one this year. They're changing it back uh, next year. So I'm I'm curious when they start doing funky things like that. That's where I just feel like they're there's there's not much of a thought put into it. So with EWS, I don't know what they would do to affect it. From what I saw. Um, the EWS coordinator, he was talking about like the the questions from uh, from the riders, and it was like, are the venues going to change? Are the courses going to change? Um, is it going to be more expensive? And uh, they said, oh no, the venues are going to be uh, the same. The courses are going to be the same. That's that's up to us. Um, the prices that uh, we're, we're going to have more, it's going to be more expensive, but we're going to we're going to incur the costs on ourselves um, regarding uh, the fees, like the um, 
Because they need, they need marshals, right? Marshals, yeah. and then like they need like the anti-dumping people there so to I'm do curious, random testing. They didn't bring that up as far as the fees, like as far as uh, them incurring those fees, but I think that might just be inclu- included with the partnership. But uh, yeah, they're going to have um, their own, like I think they call them uh, commissionaries that are on uh, on site, I think is what they were calling them. But um, the one weird thing was the the rule system, the rule book is not going to be written directly from EWS. It's going to be UCI that, that finalizes the rule book. See, that's... But they're... Uh, but, the guy was saying, the EWS guy was saying, like, the guys that are on site for UCI, they're going to, like, basically talk to them and tell them, hey, and basically influence them how they want the rulebook to be. But the EWS guys basically gave up the ability to finalize the rulebook themselves. Mm. So that's where I think things might get weird. Yeah. Um, and it might just, I don't know, time will tell. Well, uh, um, <clears throat> it's going to be tough, dude, for, for, you know, for a lot of people mm-hmm. because, um, you know, now there it was more of a, Free, you know, independent free for all. Yeah, <laughs> not, a, not a free for all, but it's more independent. It was structured, you know what I mean? Like it was started by by a husband and wife team, just like the the, uh, the California Endurance Series. You know, the, the the I think it's um, Chris Ball and his wife. Yep. You know, and then so that was like their you know they started from you know 2012 or whatever it was. Yeah. And you know and and um, you know same thing with with Steve and, and Megan Gemelos that started California Enduro. Super inspiring, man. Like it, 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 is. it takes so much effort. I mean, especially the Enduro World Series. Absolutely. I mean, but ju- judging by the California Enduro Series, that like Steve and his effort putting into that kind of stuff just for one state or one side of the country, if you want to call it that, yep. um, the the amount of effort and time it takes, and also to make a living and, and support, you know, your family, mm-hmm. is crazy. And you're dealing with just a West Coast part of the, of the U.S. You're not dealing with the whole world. So yeah, with uh, with Chris Ball, it's. I, obviously, I think he, he signed there. He did this whole uh, coexistence with UCI because I, I feel like it's going to take a load off of him for sure. It's going to give him some some support, some breathing room a little bit. Yeah, because he's been doing it for a while now. I mean, it's yeah, been, but I mean, after after a while, you it's, it should be, you know, you have the right the right people in the right places where it's it's more probably easier, maybe less politics involved. I don't know. I think the baseline stuff might be easier, but I still think. Uh, baseline whatever that might be i mean i guess the logistics you, you from experience you understand what what you need to do in certain situations but i, I think it might be a new thing every time because like riders are always wanting new venues right so like it's it's tough like people obviously are, like ews whistler is going to be you know uh people are, are going to expect whistler so that's fine uh finale Liguri, uh in italy seems to be a, a staple now for the last race being called finale um but I wonder how that works, like with your experience right now with uh, with Steve with California Enduro Series. I wonder if that's uh, like how that guy runs is like maybe like the the local like the locals of the spot where the races uh, races are at have to do all the course marshalling and like initially to kind of get the courses all laid out. So here's the deal. And then he comes in, or is it him doing all that? So here's the deal, because you know I am the you are the new guy. The, the, I'm the, I'm the main guesser for uh, into another bike fest, right? <laughs> uh, uh, if you guys haven't heard, I'm putting on into another bike fest um, next year, right, Jordan? May 24th, 25th. Yep, 2019. <laughs> it's Memorial Day weekend, so you guys better be there. Um, so basically, we're in charge of the, you know, the, the trails. We're pretty much in charge of everything. So Steve comes in with the logistics, with the name, with the timing, and you know they help us a little bit with the event. If anything, but, he's, if anything, he's the marketing too. Correct. When it comes to that. Yep. He's, he's a marketing. So, you know, we're, we're the ones that have to put all the hard work in and, and uh, honestly, like we have to, we have to come through and, and perform 
and and have a great venue. And I feel that with with the stages that we have down there in Baja, um, that it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough event, and people are gonna um, are gonna be hurting because it's, it's gonna be a long day of riding. And uh, but it's gonna be fun, dude. Like I rather I rather make something that's a little bit harder than easier because I know a lot of people are complaining about this was too easy, fire roads. Well, our <laughs> stuff is you know pretty much single track stuff, dude. So you're not gonna be racing down any fire roads when you come down to our event. You know what I mean? Uh, we just uh, my partner down there. Uh, they just had their last race of the year. They used three of the of the five stages we're gonna be using for it. It's another bike fest, and uh, everybody had a good time. They had a good turnout. You know, um, enduro down there is still in its infancy stage, so they had about forty racers. Mm-hmm. You know, but everybody had a good time. You know, the stages were good. Uh, timing was, you know, they're they're still using like old school timing. You know, they have like this app that they use, but mm-hmm. every, you know, timing was pretty much okay for what they're doing. But for us, we're gonna be using EWS style timing, the chips, and it's gonna be like world class. Yeah, and for reference to so you, you said five stages is what you're trying to do next year. Um, is that five stages for the pro expert? Correct. Um, and then four for the sport beginners. Sport beginners. Mm-hmm. Um, of the three that were done, the other two that you're adding on to that, are, are those going to be longer stages? Like, are you expecting those to be the longer ones? Yes. Okay. To give reference, I guess, for the listeners, like the, that race that they just had, the top um, pro guy down there did the three stages combined was like 12 and a half minutes. And, so and I think the first one was like f- a little over four minutes. Second one was about the same, a little over four minutes. And the last one was like three and a half. Um, and that's the pro guy that's probably riding there all the time. So, and then if, you know, trying to do the longer stages for like stage one and two or whatever number they might be looking at, you know, maybe upwards of 10 minutes, eight to 10 minutes, depending maybe. I, I think for, um, for the <clears throat> Steve wants, so, you know, Steve has certain rules and, and, and guidelines where he want you know, we have to meet so many minutes of racing. Right. Yeah. So, um, I would assume at least like 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. So the, um, you know, the top, the top racer was 12 minutes total time of race time. Right for three stages mm-hmm. and i think with with the other two stages should be you know, pretty doable but you know we're probably going to be like maybe in the 18 19 minute stage you know our total time race time somewhere around there really At, um on top of that one another six th- just six minutes maybe maybe a little bit more i think one of the stages down there it's probably going to be about uh probably yeah i would say a little bit more yeah you're right uh probably um, 20 maybe maybe six i would say between six to eight minutes for pros that one stage and then, and then the, okay. The, oh, then then on top of that, another stage. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. The, 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 total. Yeah. The, you know, um, there's gonna be a lot of pedaling though. You know, you, you're probably gonna be at maybe 4,500 feet of of of, of climbing uh, for the pro experts. Uh, you it's know, we, we we want it to be where it's like a worth, world a world class event. Worth your while. Yeah. Worth Wor- coming down. Not not exactly. just we're not we're not dealing with like what we've had in the past with certain C. CES races, right? Trying to make it legit, right? For sure, and that's what people want, you know. And I, make you it know, worth the trip. You're gonna right. have one. It's gonna be people coming from up north, and you're gonna have people obviously local, but it's 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 a trek for basically you know most people besides right. one in uh, San Diego. Well, you know, so. we, we want to make it a destination for people. Yeah. Um, there's gonna also we're also gonna do a, a Grand Fonduro, which is uh, it's gonna be happening on Saturday as well, uh, which will be people that have never done enduro. They're like, well, what is this about? You know, this is your opportunity to go ride two of the five stages. You go out there early in the morning. You bust them out, you know, before the races get to those stages. And, you you know, you come back to the venue and you're having a good time. You know what I mean? Just, we just want you to have a little bit of the experience of what Enduro Racing is about. Because a lot of people are like, what is it? Yeah. Right? 
And even just open their eyes to like what the what the people are writing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and those two stages are are are, are doable for you know a beginner. You know. Yeah. You might have to walk a little, one a couple sections here and there, but I think it's 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 something that's fun for people, and uh, gets you out in writing. And then we're also gonna do uh, a we teamed up with Kevin Aiello, and we're we're gonna be doing a a speed and style Saturday night, and then Sunday morning we have a a, a really good cross country course that that we've uh, we built, and you're looking at ten miles in like almost 1,600 feet of climbing and an 85% single track, which is what people want. You know, I mean, you're not going to be racing on fire roads. Yeah, per lap. Per lap, yeah. So yeah. beginners, sport beginners are going to do one lap. Pro experts do two laps. And then we do a dual slalom finals on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be sweet. Plus, you know, 10, 10 local breweries, you know, wine you know, wine tasting, music, food. You know, you can camp there. There's still, there's still plenty of room to camp. There's rooms available. Um... <clears throat> what you have to do is you have to you have to um you gotta call you gotta call uh down there and talk to uh to Oscar and uh and get it locked in with, with him. At Horsepower Ranch, right? Yeah. Horsepower Ranch is mm-hmm. the place we do ever mention that. Yeah, so uh, Horsepower yeah. Ranch down in Ensenada and uh, a, a very long shameless plug, but that's all right. Yeah. Uh well I mean because <laughs> a lot of people are asking. So, you know, if you if you wanna reserve rooms, you know, it's all the whole thing's blocked for us. But you need to call you need to call Oscar at Horsepower Ranch and you know, he's got a, a uh, California number, which is 949-656-1088, 949-656-1088. You call him, you get your room booked, you tell him you're, you're part of the Ensenada Bike Fest, and you get you locked in for a room or a camping spot or whatever. Sweet. So EWS, dude, check this out. They changed the rules a little bit for for, uh, for qualifying. Did you hear about that? Uh, I read a little bit about it. What's up? So for 2019, um, you know, it was a, like a lottery deal. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's so many people racing now that what they're doing now is they're doing a pre-qualifying via EWS 100 or EWS 80. So basically, in order to get into the main event, you have to do these races to kind of prove yourself worthy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so you race the day where people are riding, like pre-riding or practicing. Yeah, they call those the EWS challengers, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, EWS 100 is you pretty much. Well, it's not pretty much. You do the whole course. The whole course, yeah. right? Where the original challenger was like three out of the five or four Correct. out of the six. So that's EWS one hundred, and then okay. EWS eighty is you do eighty percent of the course. Okay. But I mean, when when you know if you if you go to the website and you read the description, they're brutal climbs. They put brutal climbs or savage climbs or something like that. Dude, these guys are not messing around. You know, I mean, these are these races are geared for like the top. You know. Oh, legitimate top, riders. Like legitimate you- riders, and and also for. Um, you know the weekend warriors, but you have to be prepared and ready for that kind of peak stuff. peak physical shape. Right. I mean, I I remember uh, whatever it was, probably three four years ago. Um, was it Aspen or no Crested Butte? Either way, up <coughs> up in that, I think it was Crested Butte. They had an EWS up there as a two day race. Um, and I want to say the first day was like eighty two hundred feet of climbing. Jeez. Second day was like almost five. And I, I don't think they are, they're not doing it that extreme, I don't think, anymore. But, like, that's ridiculous. 8,000 feet of climbing, and you're already at basically yeah. nine to 13,000 feet, yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> like, well, I mean, you, you did some of those China Peak races where you had to pit all the way to the top several times, remember? Yeah, so the first year, first year was rough. I think it was the second year. The first year they had us uh, hiking up the front of the mountain. So we were hiking up basically the, the ski slope, and we had to do that... Uh, I think we did that 
once or twice. I think the first year we at least had a lift. The second year was like it was too much. Like it, it was it was like beyond what what they should have done. And then they fixed it the year after that. Well, I, I think that race there were some that pros that 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 dropped out. They had pros literally not able to finish in time. Well, that was the right. other thing too. It, it, it was a long day, but it was also the time constraint was just not realistic, and people were just uh, n- not even making it to the top in time. You know, they were they were telling people like, "Oh, you got like the hour or the the climb itself took about an hour and twenty hour and thirty like on a, on a pretty decent pace, like not slow, not fast." And they wanted people up like within that hour fifteen on, yep. the, on the last time up, which was like your third time, you know, and you're looking at a couple thousand feet of climbing. Whatever I, I forgot the mileage, but it was that was rough. <laughs> that, that was that year that there was some controversy with Danny. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was, <laughs> he, was he was pissed. Oh, he was extremely pissed. I remember that. That's yeah. well, my bike failed that year. That was my uh, my brake failed. Remember that the guide brake? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was shitty. But. That, dude, that that China Peak's no joke, dude. It's pretty rough, and it and it's all pretty much natural. It's not like like mammoth or it's like you know man made or whatever. It's pretty much like a natural like you know. That, trail of a mountain. That place could be EWS worthy instantly. Like just just a like a like a little bit of trail building. Like if they want to do some stuff, they can easily make that EWS worthy. That place yeah, is crazy. I agree. But they wouldn't be able to hold all the people there. It's the only thing. Yeah, you know it, it's uh, so it's secluded for sure. I think you know there's certain requirements to be able to to be a part of an EWS event. And uh, it's, it's money, not, isn't it? Well, you know, yes, it is money. Um, but it's also location and about the community you know you just can't have like epic you know you know whatever and not have the community involved i mean there's like there's other aspects of it you know it's 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 you know it's not just one thing it's multiple things that you know because any any you know if i wanted to in you know, a couple of years apply you know to to be a part of ews like you have to pay whatever it is and you know you submit your proposal or whatever and they pick you then you better bring your a game for that event yeah it's like um you kind of have to go with the same um I'm assuming the same kind of idea, like how Epic Rides have when they when they do an event, it's a weekend, and the town is usually on board, not just yes. the bikers. Like the town is stoked for the bikes mm-hmm. to come, um, so you kind of have to find that balance where you right. can you can have the community all involved. Right. So with EWS now now they're now they're gonna start cracking down on doping, right? Well, so I was gonna say with the UCI to add on top of this whole thing with the location, uh, uh, as far as like proposals and whatnot, with UCI joining, I know that UCI downhill races um, are tough. To, uh, to get because it's a money thing like there's spots like these these resorts have to fork up like millions mm-hmm. millions just to, to run a race that's insane dude yeah, like, like where a, do you come up with that money i forgot what um was it uh champery was one of the races one of one of these uh, uh places in europe i forgot but it was like oh bring it back like whatever and it's like no trust us like we want it there it's just that place doesn't have the money they don't have the whatever millions of dollars to, it's not like an obscene obscene amount of, like it's probably like two three million dollars whatever it is to that's run. still a lot of money dude. it's a lot of money like it's definitely it's in the millions with um, don't quote me on the number but it's like it's a lot of money but uh i wonder with that with ews if that's going to start affecting uh venue prices if they require more because they're going to have more i, of I think so I think presence. I think uh, um, in order to to be a EWS qualifier, because I know California has been been a couple times, and other events have been it have done it. Um, it's there's a price tag, you know, to be able to put your name on, you know, have EWS, you know, be a part of your event as a qualifier. Yeah, I want to say it's I don't know like five to fifteen grand or something like that in that ballpark just mm. to be a qualifier. You know, Jesus. so um, you know, and they're pretty strict on it because you know obviously they want. They want top quality riders to, to to come to the race, so they need to be prepared. 
once again, is being prepared for, for that kind of an event. Yeah. So, and so like I was saying earlier too, like the price that, um, the price difference to the racers is supposedly not going to change according to the EWS we'll see. guy. Maybe um, not, maybe not the first year, but I think, I think it's going to, I think it's going to affect the, you know, eventually it's going to like, you're going to have some trickle over, I would think. But we'll, I, we'll see. I agree. And, and I think it's going to affect the, the grassroots part of that series because there's a lot of people that race these, you know, these, where, whether it's here in the States or other parts of the world, they're like local events. Right. And it's like, well, we want to be, we want to be, we want to race EWS. And, you know, they're like, maybe as a team, they pull, pull the money together and they go race one of these events, you know, they send their best race, you know, race or whatever, you know, and now you, with it being so expensive, well, it can, it might be more expensive. We don't know yet. Right. I mean, yeah, they, say, they say this year it's going to, it's going to, it's not going to change, Spotlight. but yeah, this year how can, change. how can this, it's a business, right? How can it not start? Change. Right. Yeah. Right. They can't absorb, you know, the hit. For, yeah. for for long yeah it, dep- yeah it depends if they want to bring in media too you know if they start bringing in a bunch of you know, advertisers and advertisers be- yeah. well advertisers should should you know keep them from having to <coughs> spend a lot of money but just like, just like the uh, videography if they wanted to start doing some high production stuff that's gonna be a lot of money too that's a lot i mean you got it's not a cross-country race you're, mm-hmm. you're looking in five six stages multiple days if, of racing i don't know if it's ever gonna get to that point but yeah i don't know no. the other well to keep going on and on um the other, the weird thing that um, is still not entirely clear is the ability for the UCI racers because you, when you race for like the the World Cup downhill, you're part of the UCI. Correct. Um, you have their license. Um, you're not technically allowed to race unsanctioned races. Yep. And this is going to be kind of a new curveball for the EWS guys. I was going to bring that up as well. Okay. And uh, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, it, it prohibits licensed racers to participate in unsanctioned events. That's a weird rule. I don't understand. Have, did, have you? Have you? Did you find anything that justifies um, that? I mean, I, I I really don't understand that at all. Because that seems like such a that's that's a weird kind of that's a weird like power that they have over a rider that's not even really riding for them. They're just riding in their events. Well, th- this was on Enduro uh, MTB dot com, um, where it says UCI prohibits licensed racers to participate in unsanctioned races. This is back in 2013, though, so maybe it's changed since then. I know people are still ta- they were still bringing it up even now with this with the actual change. Yeah, this was back in back in uh, March 2013. That might have been for downhillers uh, trying to go to like they might dabble in both. Oh, uh, okay, maybe, maybe. But I, I, that's that's what that's one of my concerns. Like, well, if this rule applies to enduro racers, then it's gonna suck for, um, you know, grassroots you know events like let's say. Or local events like California Enduro. Yeah. Like now you can't have, um, you know, racers that like you know. Yeah, depending. I mean, you have uh, EWS is going to be part of North Star, so they might have some sort of in with that. Is uh, the North Star EWS going to be an, a CES race? Yes. Okay, so then they might have an in with that where they might that might be like an allowance there, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be good for like uh, up in, in say in Whistler they have like those local series like uh, you know grassroots type EW mm-hmm. or uh, Enduro races, or if you're in Colorado, and you're doing like one of those local whatever enduro races. Oh, you so you, okay. you wouldn't be. I don't think you'd be able to have like a Cody Kelly that lives in that in that area to ride that race or race that race. I don't know. I guess we'll, time will tell. We'll have to we'll have to kind of see what yeah. happens. Also, oh, so you're, you're thinking that that you know that uh, CES is associated with EWS. That you know there's like a like a kind of an umbrella where it, it covers them. It might be all right. I don't know. Okay. 
I, I, again, I'm, I'm shooting from the hip. Right. But right. I would think maybe that would be an okay thing. Mm. That would suck though for for CES or like these these uh, you know national ish kind of races like where it's a like a big series. Um, for them just to kind of like railroad over all of them, like. The well, I mean, we have local pros here that race CWS, dude. Yeah, but it's like, what does that mean? They can't, they won't be able to race uh, Vale if they wanted to. Just anything local and whatever, they wouldn't be able to do that. It just seems weird. Mm-hmm. Like bootleg does the enduro, they they wouldn't be able to race bootleg technically. Right. Fontana even three stage enduro there, they wouldn't be able to race that. It's, That's kind of weird because it's, uh, it doesn't make any sense, right? Like, yeah. Like if, if the sponsor wants them <laughs> exposed, like and out there, like how come you're able to? How come UCI is able to have that kind of power? That's a trip. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, what what kind of blew me away was, uh, you know, Richie Root and, and uh, Graves getting popped for uh, yeah. anti-doping, you know. And, you know, and what, what uh, you know, one of them was, I can't even pronounce this, oxy. Uh, ox, was it oxylamine oxy, or? Oxyloforphrine. I don't ox, know. Oxylophrine and uh, yeah. higanamine and, or something? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, thank you, Jordan. That's right. That's right. Coming in clutch with that. Um, vocabulary with uh hygienamine being a uh an asthma uh anti-asthma is what they were calling it like an asthma treating drug um essentially it uh, opens up your airways in a way that um, it doesn't relax your breathing muscles but it relaxes like the muscles in your lungs itself which, which is that one um that's the hygienamine you know, but it's also found in, in in plants did you know that i did a little bit of research on it yeah it's a lotus uh Sacred root and others. Hmm. Lamorax, be, uh, bed straw, lotus. I don't know what what is it. Lotus. Like a flower. Plant. I don't know. Sacred bamboo. <laughs> it, well, what what, it, what the, I mean, it, it's obviously it's in there. So you know, I don't know if that's something that people eat on a regular basis. But uh, I be I don't know. I mean, it depends on uh, on the uh, bioavailability too. Um, in in the plant itself versus like taking like a like a. a something they can easily digest, um, like a pill or a powder. Mm-hmm. So that would be kind of an interesting thing. Um, but yeah, being a, a drug that opens, basically relaxes the, the, the parts in your lungs to allow oxygen to flow in better. Like, obviously that's good. Um, and then the oxylophrine is a stimulant, um, just like anything else, I guess, but it's, it's, well, it's, it's deemed illegal. It's deemed banned. You, um, you can find this kind of stuff in pre-workouts, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, does that mean that you can't take any more pre-workout as a as an get athlete? the right get the right pre-workout? Well, th- there's a lot of stuff. I mean, you, you go to GNC, it's not guaranteed that that stuff is legal. So, like, if you're and right. the, the whole argument to this is that if you're a professional athlete and you know you're, you know, it's there's a chance of being tested, you have to be on top of it. And you go on USADA's website and you can you they have like a, a full you know index of of everything that they've found in stores that is, that is deemed banned because they found a trace amount of something. Mm-hmm. Um the interesting thing about it though I think both of these guys claim that this was the first time they've been tested since they raced EWS. So 5 years, 6 years. I mean I think Graves has probably been in it for at least 6 years. Mm-hmm. So basically when they started. Right. Um for it to just come out of nowhere, and there was a picture too. I don't know if you saw. There was a picture of, of Graves in the pits. You, you could see clearly that you can't see Graves himself, but he's sitting next to this this basically a pile of of uh, supplements. And I think one of them was that that uh, hygienamine. Mm-hmm. It clearly said on the thing like or like what whatever the the stuff was there, and it had right. his his name on it. So they Whoops. were they were. I think I forgot which one of the two was just recently made. Uh, uh, a ban or was deemed a banned substance, but 
Well, hegemonyin was was it was uh is part of the World Anti-Doping Agency uh on, on the prohibited list. Okay. Since 2017. So just recently. Yeah. So he could have been using it. Yeah. It's just fishy. I mean, it it sucks because they were both teammates on Yeti. Obviously not anymore. Um, but just the the obvious, you know, possibility of of collusion between the two. I, I collusion. <laughs> oh my God, you use that word. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I did. I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, obviously I they're 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 I in know. the same kind of they're using the same kind of stuff. I mean, then you have like a guy like Yoan Borelli uh, with Commonsol, and a lot of people started talking on Instagram. A lot of the pro riders started talking on Instagram with these long posts about you know what they've seen, and like Johan's like, yeah, you know, we're at the top of stages, and you know, I'll, I'll see some of the the top guys not naming any names i'll see some guys and they're they got stuff they got bottles that, like they're they're like hey i got something i got this in my bottle i got you know popping whatever pills or whatever and he'd be like i'm not going to be that guy that's going to go right down to the bottom and tell chris i'm i'm just going to you know I, i'm vegan and i'm i'm just going to run whatever uh, vegan mix i have in my bottle and and wherever i end up is where i end up and i'm mm-hmm. going to be proud of what i can do i want right. to beat those guys i'm not going <clears> to <throat> go and complain i'm just going to ride through it right but it's going to be interesting. I mean, with that, this pop, so this was back on May 8th, I think, of this year um, in France. And this wasn't uh, USADA or UCI's thing, obviously. It was the French anti-doping agency that, that did this uh, this test. And they tested nine guys. I don't know the full ris- uh, list of the nine guys, but it was uh, uh, Martin Mays, Greg Callahan, and uh, Adrian Daly. So they, they had some top riders. Like mm-hmm. they, had, they had the fast guys, along with Graves and, and uh, Richie Rude. And they were the, the only two to get popped. And um, Interesting. And they both accepted the first test because they have two tests. They have an A and B test. They both accepted the results of the A test and didn't didn't say or didn't accept to a second test on B to see if they're clean. They just accepted what they had. So that's another weird political move. That I mean, I don't, I don't, you don't want to make inferences as far as what what's going to happen, but that's you know they're they're kind of accepting it. And no no women were tested too because they uh, it's reported they didn't have a, a a female officer on hand to actually watch them, you know, take the test. Like that, that's weird. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they test the women? I mean, they they need to have a female officer there just for you know they have to see the source of what what you're <laughs> what you're yeah. peeing from. But wouldn't wouldn't you think that it would be like guys that are coming in like mid pack, bottom pack that would maybe want to take a risk to take these supplements or whatever? It could to, be to to get. You know, a better ranking, better placement. We don't know. They they might they might be. You know, I mean, you, you can't you can't write it off. I mean, the, the, they're going to test the top guys because those are the guys that are getting the exposure. They have all the money from the sponsors, um, and uh, they're the ones that want to win. And and people say, hey, there's not much money in it, and like, why would they want to do that? But there's there's recognition, and when it when it is your life and that is your career, yep, people are going to do whatever it takes. You know, and mm-hmm. it's it's unfortunate. It's a but shame. I mean, that's just how it is. And another weird thing with Richie, uh, not not Richie Root specifically, but um, I forgot which one of these drugs, um, the half life on one of these drugs, meaning the the ability for your body to process it, was very very short. Um, so like immediate kind of stuff. Like we're um, obviously they're claiming that oh we're we're looking back at what I took and you know what would have trace amounts of this, mm-hmm. and the amounts that were found in the test, and they were tested after the race and they found the trace amounts. Um, to go back like eight hours, like it, it was like eight hours prior to get to the, the level that they were at, um, the half life to get to that point, they had to have a certain amount of eight hours prior. So it was literally the day of for that one. Uh, I forgot between the two, 
um, for them to have that like in the morning of the race. Oh, so, so it's, it's, it's not like they're taking it all the time. It it's just, wasn't it's just some, for race day. It's not like you got weed on you and, and you smoked two weeks ago and it's still in your system. Mm-hmm. It's something with a half life that's quick enough for you, you were doing it this morning. So it's kind of like, like like taking an energy drink, right? And that's so. that's what Graves said at the end of his his interview with Pink Bike. He said, you know, it's like everybody. I mean, you could you could drink coffee. Because like all this other stuff, you you can take you can have an energy drink. Like and he didn't say I don't understand why this is a bad thing, but it was like a really sour note to kind of end on. Mm-hmm. He's like I don't know. I mean, everybody drinks coffee. That's yeah. like oh well okay. Well you just kind of don't want to say you gave yourself up, but you kind of did. <laughs> Dope. It's it's weird, man. I, I, I we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's tough, dude. Because um, you always want you know these guys to be a clean racer, but you know. In the back of your mind, you're like, well, I mean, you you look at all these road guys, yeah, you know, and and, uh, and and you know, in reality, like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think most of these guys, you know, most of these not not talking about you know endurance races, but athletes that are doing endurance stop races, like they're the ones that are more prone to taking something like that because it's think about it, these guys are, are racing all day, either one day or two day events, dude. I mean, sometimes you need a little bit of you know, natural. It could be natural, like like I said. You know, it's it's in it's in these you know. Yeah. It's not a synthetic deal. It's like it's in it's in from nature. Like, how can that be illegal if it's like I, I don't. It depends on the again the levels. I mean, I don't know if if it's if it's illegal past a certain point. This is stuff we'd have to look into. But and, like uh, I was saying, that's that interesting. Yeah. The, the bioavailability of, of of things like when they say. Uh, like for vegans, you can eat certain foods, and it's like, oh, well, you can eat this and get the same protein, or you can get this, and then you can get the same. What is it? Vitamin B twelve is, is hard for vegans to get, but I guess broccoli is a good one to eat. You can get vitamin B twelve from that. I think it's B twelve. I, I might be BSing on that, but there's certain things that vegans can eat to get certain vitamins. But because it's so unavailable compared compared to like a meat, you'd have to eat so much of something to get the same amount. So technically, the 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 meat and that whatever the other vegan option would be would have the same amount in there. It's just how much can you actually get directly to your system rather than just digesting and getting like going through. So mm. it's like when you take a pill, you can, you have the condensed version. If you have like the right capsule that, that digests the right way and you can have like a slow release capsule, mm-hmm. you can get more out of that versus just like dumping you with uh, one thing and it's going to waste whatever it uses up front. So the slow, the slow, uh, dissolving ones that you can get more out of it whatever but with foods like it's your body can't process all of it so it might have a certain amount like a lot of this can be a joe rogan type thing a lot of things have dmt in it but we can't process it the same way unless you scientifically kind of like extract it Mm -hmm. and then you can actually get the effects of dmt it's so it's it's not just like a it's not a proportional thing where it's like oh this has this much you're going to get this much Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Let's <laughs> see how many more people get popped. Unfortunately, I mean, that was only nine people and they got two. That's a pretty high percentage. Um, so I mean, what, what, <laughs> so my question is, what's gonna happen to these athletes that that tested that are dirty? Are they do they get penalized or is it just like to see kind of like where, where everybody's at? Richie won that race. I mean, so what does that mean? Does it get does it qualified? I have no idea, but that's gonna be really interesting. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see what happens because. Where that places him in the overall, um, well, I mean, possibly it, the money that he won from the race. I don't know if he's going to get penalized from that. His ability to race next year. I don't know how it's going to work with that. Sponsors, Red Bull, Yeti. You know, you got some big names on Max's, your side. Maxis, Maxis, you know, Renthal, I think. One Up, all these companies, but it's yeah. like he's. I mean, both of those guys. You're sweating bullets. I mean, what now, man? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously Graves. I, I 
it sucks. It definitely sucks with Graves and his whole situation. They like he they they both found out in July, so they took the test May eighth. They found uh, found out in like mid or early July. Why did it take so long? I guess it's one of those things. They it's it's the story that you know the French are pretty notorious for this. It's the same thing like the the interviews being out and now they're public with this whole thing. They still don't have a court date, so it's just a long process. And I guess this is the same the kind of thing they were doing with Lance too, where it was just a it was a long process. So it just sucks with Graves because it was like a month, you know, you had July, then literally the month la- after you find out you have a brain tumor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what do you do, man? I well, mean, at, at this point, it's, it's, yeah. that's nothing, you know, just get, get through what you're, you're doing now. But my question is, it wasn't, it wasn't a US, UCI event. So why were they even tested for, was that the first time that they, they were tested for, for like drugs? That's the first time those two, they said, uh, since racing EWS, it's the first time they've been tested. So was, it, um, so was that the first time they ever implemented, like, anti-doping uh, regulations? That they personally? Well, EWS. Uh, EWS, I mean, from... Or is it from, from day one? Because I, I don't... They, they don't know. Like, like there's... I don't know about that. Like, EWS hasn't released anything like that. But for those guys, that was the first time they've been tested or they've known that there, there has been testing. And that I, was done by France. That wasn't done by, you know, like, a, an international deal that was that was a french anti-doping agency okay but it's interesting i don't know i don't know why they would do that i mean they obviously had the money to do it and they wanted to kind of find out <laughs> it's kind yeah. of strange yeah what's your question i just i've never heard of them doing it ever until just recently it just seems weird they would do it in like an independent way right well i mean like you look at ces you know i don't think we have any Anything like that going on right now where, you know, you get tested for, you know, if you're on whatever. So is that going to be like a standard yeah, deal yeah. for like for any anybody racing enduro where you're going to have to start getting tested? Even though you're not part of a – because if EWS is, uh, you know, until just now, right, recently, they're they're part of, you know, UCI. So now you're – Now they're going to have access to UCI. Now you have uh, – yeah. So, I mean, if you weren't before, then if there's no rules saying you can't do this stuff, then how can it be – how can that be against you if – if it's never been a rule, like, well, you can't take the stuff if it was, you know what I mean? As in, like, it was more of an honor system before, and, like, they legally could have done whatever they wanted, and now they're not. So that that very well could be... An argument? Well, so, I mean, then why would then why would Jared Graves and, and Richie have an issue then? So even if they do, you know, piss hot, what... We'd have to look at the, the rule book on that, because were there rules saying no drugs? Like, no, like, like... It was more, maybe it was written down like, don't use uh, PEDs, but then it's an honor system. They have no way of testing you, but you know, like, I, like I'd really, if I do get caught, which they're not going to test me, so I won't get caught. Or is it, was it really just a free-for-all? Yeah, but I mean, if you look at some of these energy drinks, look look what's in it. Is, isn't, aren't, like, some of these energy drinks, like, even, like, they're, whatever they, the chemicals that are in there, aren't they, like, probably banned from... Energy, I mean, it, it's it's a it's well, it's, like a, it's Red, an enhancement. Red Bull, Red Bull and everything else now. Um, right. I mean, but when you, like pre-workout drinks, like that that NO two or like that nitrous or NOS or whatever, NOS, yeah, that stuff definitely not. That ha- I think that had one of these. I think that had that uh, was oxaliflorine or whatever. I think I think it used to have that or it may have it still. You can't do that stuff. That's the stuff where it just opens you up and you're all pumped up and opens up your airways, whatever. Like it, it it's like that shit that kind of gets you all yeah but how about if you're if you're an athlete that's sponsored by that and you know and, and these guys are dumping a lot of money into this program so it's like what do you do like you don't take it now you don't like so you're not well in their situation they're sponsored by rhino power and they weren't using rhino power uh supplements to get that Ooh. okay so that's a different story shame on them 
Uh, <laughs> Rhino's already announced uh, full and clear that they test everything and nothing that comes out of their thing. It, like they, they're completely by the book. You saw the list. Nothing's coming out of their system, like out of their their factory. Yeah, well, I mean, because um, I, I know they they uh, they do a lot of stuff with moto, moto guys like Supercross. Yeah, and, they're all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Moto. They have Aaron Gwynn. Aaron Gwynn's probably getting tested all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's passing. Um, these two guys, both being the Rhino Power guys, uh, I think Graves is, but I know I know Richie is. I think they both said they both are. Um, yeah, that's right. Graves, I think he mentioned that he may have talked to them. Richie said that, oh, it hasn't even crossed my mind to talk to him yet, but mm. we'll get there when we get there. And it's like, what do you mean you haven't talked to him yet? That's weird. That's your nutrition guy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, oh, you're looking, you're investigating to see what, see what had that? Mm-hmm. Go to your nu- nutrition guy. So there's a lot of stuff there where I think it's uh, a lot of political talk and don't want to make assumptions on anything, but it's not looking too good. Oh, man. At least for those guys. Uh, I, man. It's like Sam Hill. It'd be interesting to see what happens next year. It's going to be weird now with UCI to see where people end up. See, like, see the top oh, fifty. Yeah, like, yeah. What, what are the top fifty? Like, wh- mm-hmm. where are people going to start getting placed? You know, Martin was in that group of te- uh, group of nine people that were tested. He was he was clean, mm-hmm. and he's the one that's it's right there at the top. So that's pretty interesting. That's gonna be kind of that's that's weird. But it's gonna be weird to see the the rest of the top fifteen, top twenty, see where they end. Yeah, up. but I, I wonder if these guys. I mean, these guys have got to be smart. You know, I mean, if they're they're dumping a lot of money into these athletes. Mm-hmm. Where they're looking at the rules, like wh- what's the gray area, you know, like like in racing, like okay, what can we get away with, you know, like Formula One, like what can what can we get away with where it's not illegal? Not much in Formula One, but I mean, it, it, there's there's all there's yeah. always a gray area. Yeah. There's always a gray area. So I wonder if these guys are looking at that, like the rules and regulations, like what you can and cannot take loopholes. Yeah, exactly. And and still get some kind of a performance enhancer, but still be clean. If by the old rules, yes, with the the new UCI stuff, you're not getting away with much. USADA is very clear with 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 things like mm-hmm. as far as mix mixing certain things, and they're very clear. And it's it's a job in itself to make sure you're not taking something that you shouldn't be. Like everything, like like when you're dealing with these the UCI athletes, both on the roadside and the mountainside, the cross country guys, the road bike guys, whatever, you have to be on the ball. Like everything you eat. If you're truly one of the world class guys, you have to know exactly what you're eating. It's it's either Whole Foods or if you're having anything processed or anything out of a package, you got to be completely 100 percent sure. Like it's mm-hmm. got to be if you if if you're trying a new supplement, it ha- you have to send it out to get tested or something, or you, or you have to go to USADA and say, hey, have you guys tested this? Is it clean? Even if it's not on the list, say, hey, I got this thing. Can you can you look th- uh, through this? Because like you're again, you're you're that's your job. Mm-hmm. And it is your job to be responsible in what you're doing. It's it's you have to do ethical. That's business. your livelihood, dude. Yeah, you, you look at Nina Scherter, dude. That guy's a beast. And I hope he's clean, but I have a hard time believing it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Nino. I'm, I'm cynical. Nino, don't let me down, man. I'm I'm, I'm very I'm, cynical. I'm a Nino fan, dude. That guy's I am a, too. That guy's a, no, it's a little unbelievable what this guy's. He's an inspiration, done, dude. But because he's so, he's such a winner. It's always one of those things, man. I, I I hate it. I don't. I hate to be cynical, but it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. So, well, I guess we'll see, right? First race, it's coming up, right? Yeah. What uh, would you say, man? Mar- March twenty fourth. March. First race of the year, New Zealand. Yeah, I'm curious to see where people end up. I. Uh, I mean, nothing that again. I don't want to be cynical, but you got Sam Hill that was doing really, really well. And see where he ends up. So Don't who's your know. who's your pick? Who's your pick right now? Like 
who's going to be like the champion? Martin Mays. Martin Mays, huh? He was if he was tested and he came out clean with that one, and uh, the other guys got popped, and uh, he, he was already doing as well as he was. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm going for him. Oh man. I mean, Sam Hill's obviously good, but we'll see. <laughs> I think I think Rich is gonna I think he's gonna take it, dude. Richie? I think so. The guy that just got popped. You're, yes. You going for him? Yeah, I'm going for the American. Mm. <laughs> well, we're gonna see if he's still racing. I think I think he's gonna he's gonna fight it, dude. He's gonna fight the system. Yeah, they both have the same lawyer, Graves and Richie, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Michael Abonati? <laughs> <laughs> no. He's probably on PEDs too if he's <laughs> if he's fighting for PEDs. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Smooth. <coughs> he, uh, oh man. He, 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 d- he definitely likes to dabble in what he fights for. Right. Fight the right. Jesus. To party. All right, guys. That's that's our show. <laughs> We're gonna end on that. We're gonna end on that, man. Yeah. Uh, Stay dry out there, guys. Make sure that you guys respect the trails. Give yes. us some time. Please, please, please be responsible. And uh, if anything, you know, definitely check the websites if you're trying to ride OC parks. Um, don't be that guy. I mean, we, we just did trail work last Sunday at Oaks, and we, we basically hit all the trails, but maybe two or three of them. Two trails, I know for sure. And I don't want to go out there and see, you know, mud tracks and, and yeah. ruts going through it just because someone wanted to get out there before everyone else. I agree. You It's know. not enjoyable. You're going to get out there and you think, oh, I'm getting a ride. It's going to be nice and wet. Don't do it. Your tires are going to get gunked up. You're going to ruin the trails, and you're going to yeah. burn everybody our, out. Our, you know, and you're going to risk our trail access. And you don't want to get caught out there. You don't want to be that guy. So, well, I mean, um, you know, the the dirt. You know, it's not ideal for for riding when it's like that. That can those kind of conditions because nah. it's like it's like snot. Yeah. Right. And you can argue Aliso might be better, but just again, it's if it's if it's closed, don't be that guy that's out there illegally. We're already dealing with with trail access. Uh, you know, being pretty pretty rocky right now. Yeah. I mean, so, if if you're desperate to ride in Orange County. SoCal, there's San Juan. San Juan. Um, the Santa Anas, I guess, technically are open if you go, want to go out go, there. You can, you can, pro- you can probably go do Maple Springs. Could you? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know the conditions. I, I, like I think that. The, the dirt is, it's, it's, it'll be, it'll, it'll sustain it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done it, you know, a little bit, you know, where it's like lightly raining, and mm-hmm. it wasn't that bad. So go do Maple Springs. Go to Black Star, probably not. No, definitely um, not. You know. The luge probably not. No, it gets muddy. And go to the Sand Gabes. Go yeah. to go inland. Um, Maybe take a road trip. Get some DG. Get some DG. Go go explore. You know, give our, give our local trails a little bit of time to to dry up. You know, John Curley and all the volunteers work really hard to 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 maintain oaks. And you know, if you're not out there digging with these guys, and you go out there and and destroy the trails, you're a douchebag. <laughs> and that's coming from Big Lou, man. <laughs> if I find out, dude. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. You are. I'm like a picture sent in. I'm a nice guy, but you know, you start doing that kind of stuff, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely bummer. Big big tire ruts down the middle of the trail. So exactly. Don't be that guy, and uh, maybe it gives you an excuse to get out of the house for a long ride. Exactly. Go somewhere else. All right, guys. Take care. See you.